0: On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Mark Winters. He, well, he's on a mission to promote rock music with a positive vibe, and he's been doing that since his debut album in 2019, which was called Slipstream. He actually, uh, since then, has racked up over a million streams worldwide, which means he's setting the bar pretty high for his upcoming album called boundary layer we're going to talk about that and much much more so welcome to the show mark thank you kelly for having
1: me i'm really excited to talk with you
0: what does that feel like when when you hear a million streams
1: it's a pretty surreal feeling it doesn't it doesn't feel like that but when you add them all up you know
0: um you know it's uh, it's pretty
1: exciting i think uh just to find uh some resonance uh, out in the world for my music and my mission to, you know, create some positivity in the world. Uh, you know, in my, uh, in my musical journey, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I feel pretty humbled that I've, I've been able to connect with that many people.
0: Well, we're going to get into your music a lot. But uh, one thing that really struck me is you live in Sugar Land, Texas. Uh, yeah, we
1: call it the land of milk and honey. Um, it's, uh, it's a pretty awesome uh, little suburb on the southwest side of Houston. Uh, and it's a great place to hang out. And um, it's, the, uh, it's actually the former headquarters for the Imperial Sugar Factory, uh, one of the biggest sugar producers, I guess, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, and uh, a lot of really, you know, pretty um, areas that are a part of Sugar Land. And it's, it's just a great community.
0: Well, I was looking online, it's not only the fastest, one of the fastest growing cities in Texas, but it is the fittest city in Texas.
1: I I did not know it was the fittest, uh, but that's actually kind of cool. Um I'm uh, uh, I'm a uh, I guess a bit of a fitness person myself. I enjoy uh, running and I enjoy rollerblading and I enjoy uh, I guess spending some time on a bike as well. So uh, I can see there's a lot of people out here in the community that uh, enjoy it with me. So hey, I'm glad we're the fittest. I didn't know that.
0: I'll put that on my on my notes here. <laughs> I'm also guessing. I, I should have already figured this out, but is this where the band Sugarland got their name?
1: Uh, you know, that's a great question. I think that the band Sugarland, there's a different origin story for that. But I think they're they're an area but i don't know that they got their name that's a good question we have to we have to ask them i can't i can't recall the story i, I remember hearing it some time ago but i don't remember what it, what the where their origin
0: came from well you play with a band called the jetliners so give me a little background is it always like mark winters and the jetliners or is that a side project how do you guys all fit together
1: yeah so um uh i guess at a at a super high level when I put my first album out in 2019 uh, you know I, I wrote the album you know in a four-piece band format um, that was how I kind of grew up learning to play music and in a, in a cover band that was a four-piece arrangement and so that's kind of how my mind worked and, and when I put that out uh, you know I had uh, some tour dates and some other things that I had set up behind that 2019 slipstream album and got maybe three or four shows into uh, my run and COVID happened. Um, and, uh, uh, I was sad because all the shows got canceled like everyone else. And, you know, sort of worried as well for the world and uh, everyone's health. And, um, you know, after being sad for maybe a, a month, I-, I sort of picked myself up and said, okay, uh, let's find a way to make some lemonade out of this, uh, and, uh, create some positivity in, in my journey. Um, uh, and so I, uh, I started uh, learning to live stream and I became a singer songwriter guy for a while. Uh, And I raised uh, a bunch of money for local area charities as a part of learning to live stream and learning to have a ticketed online show. Um, I I raised money for Big Brothers and Big Sisters in the the Gulf Coast region. Uh, I raised money for the Houston Food Bank um, and also some veterans charities uh, and some animal uh, services charities. Um, and that really put me on a journey to be singer-songwriter guy for quite a while. Um, you know, uh, I hadn't really or, you know, written my music for that singer-songwriter genre, so I had to rearrange it all, which was great for me artistically. Um, and uh, as I started writing new music, you know, I, I kind of started from that singer-songwriter core, um, and, and as COVID started lifting and, and live music started coming back, um, you know, I was the Mark Winchers band prior to COVID. Um, uh, I became just sort of Mark Winchers in the singer-songwriter community um, and was out playing a lot of open mic nights and meeting a lot of other really talented, awesome people in the singer-songwriter community in Houston. Um, and so coming back out of COVID, uh, you know, I was more in the singer-songwriter show area for a bit, putting in live performance arena. Uh, and I, put my band, I was putting my band back together again um, and so, um, you know, I, uh, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, partial to having, uh, kind of, uh, aerospace oriented names for things. Uh, that's some of my, 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 uh, educational background. Uh, and so slipstream has an aerospace connotation and also, uh, a life co- connotation. Boundary layer has the same thing. And the jet liners was another sort of nod to that background. Uh, and so I put a great band together to play out uh, in, in larger venues in a full band mode. And uh, I've had, had the pleasure of meeting a ton of great musicians out in the Houston community, uh, you know, putting that local band together here. Uh, and we're just getting out now and starting to play in bigger venues. That's Mark Winters and the Jetliners. Um, and, uh, and I'll continue to have that, that format for, you know, larger performance spaces. I still love the intimate singer-songwriter performances, uh, and so those will be, you know, under my just typical, you know, Mark Winchers um, as, uh, as the performing artist name for that. Um, so most of my music is out outbranded uh, as Mark Winchers uh, out on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube. Uh, you can find that at Mark Winchers Music uh, on all those major platforms and socials. Um, so I won't be releasing music under a brand, Mark Winchers and the Jetliners. just my live performance, full band. Um, you know, that's the presentation of that.
0: And why is it when I hear Jetliners, I, I think of a song by the Steve Miller Band?
1: Uh, that's, uh, that's a good uh, reference. Uh, you know, I didn't uh, think about the Steve Miller Band when I picked the Jetliners. Um, I, uh, I thought uh, about, okay, um, I want to take people on a journey right, a groove journey, right, with some positive vibes in it, um, you know, uh, in, in, a, in a rock or, you know, maybe folk rock or pop rock context, and so I, I thought about, you know, step on board the Jetliners, uh, and we'll take you out for a really cool musical groove, um, and you'll have a fun time, you know, with us partying uh, on the plane, um, so I kind of thought about it in that context, but, you know, the Steve Miller Band, I think there's a couple of Songs where he has uh, he uses the word jetliner in there, right?
0: Yes, yeah, for for the the listeners under fifty, the Steve Miller Band did a song called I think Jet Airliner. Okay, I have to look that one up. But you must be under fifty. <laughs> uh,
1: I can I can neither confirm nor deny, Kelly. Uh,
0: and, uh, <laughs> what that is. Yep. Well, no, that's good. I, I love people who have a good frame of reference. Actually, I, I was looking at uh, the people that you said inspired you, like John Mayer, Tom Petty. I, I love that you said Tom Petty, because when I was listening to one of your songs, I thought, wow, Mark sounds kind of like Tom Petty. But uh, let me throw out a couple others. I, I felt a little Bob Dylan in you. Um, and I also got okay. an early 80s kind of new wave vibe back when they were just stripping down the sound from the kind of bigger 70s sound back to basics in the early 80s. Um, are you a fan of any of that kind of music? Uh, you know, I, uh, Kelly, I'm a, I'm a,
1: I love just about every kind of music that makes me feel. Um, and so, you know, when I think about my influences, um you know, I think John Mayer has a, a vibe and a rhythmic element that really makes me feel a lot of his music. Um, and so I kind of think guitar-like. I, I pick similar chord structures for the way I write, and, and I'm not anywhere near the guitarist that he is, uh, but, you know, I, I do enjoy playing lead guitar and, and singing at the same time and, and having that rhythmic comp- component. You know, I love Tom Petty's the uh, his, his simplistic delivery of his the emotionality of a lot of his songs he really you know he doesn't write super complex music but everyone can relate to it and everyone can feel what he's feeling in delivering his song and i really love that element of his 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 music you know bob dylan i think as a lyricist uh you know my grandmother taught me uh poetry when i was a young boy and so I've, I've had, she and I, well, she's passed now, but she and I were, you know, pen pals, uh, you know, sharing poetry with one another. Um, and I think Bob Dylan has a lot of poetic elements in the way in which he writes music. Uh, and he does, you know, sort of head in more of a complex, you know, construction of his music as well. And so I really uh, I enjoy uh, a lot of the way that he's written his music and his, his lyrics. Um, I can't think of, a, of an early '80s new wave band that I might have listened to, but if you gave me a name, maybe uh, Kelly, I could I could sort of think about that and whether you know uh, you know I had heard of, heard of that. Um, but uh, you'll find opera on my playlist. You'll find you know a lot of R&B. You'll find rap. Uh, you know, find you know roots rock on there. So I'm pretty eclectic when it comes to the types of music that I I listen to and and enjoy personally.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's nice to evolve, don't you think, because you've had a couple years in between albums. You know, you did Slipstream in 2019. Um, I've been listening to, you actually have like the title single uh, from Boundary Layer which the album's coming out in March, but you kind of have a little tease with the single. So how would you say, you know, the single boundary layer Oop, uh, has you. evolved? Oop, I lost you for a second, Kira. I, lo- I lost you for oh, a second, oh. sorry. Oh, these, these yep. Darn, I live in a small town and, and I've, I've got a bone to pick with my internet company. Well, I, have, I, have, that I, have, I have clear now. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet your internet service is a lot better in sugar land than where I live. <laughs> it's pretty, it's a uh, pretty strong here. I would agree. Yes. They're fast growing, they're fit, and they've got the best internet. <laughs>
1: yes, it is a great place to be.
0: Now, and what I was saying, um, how do you think you've evolved since slipstream? You know, I was listening to boundary layer, which is the first cut off the new album, which is coming out in March. And how would you describe that sound? Like, you know, what influenced you this time?
1: Um, you know, I, I think uh, my first album was, was very experimental. Um, you know, on the Slipstream album, uh, there's some heavier rock songs, uh, like The Plunge, uh, which is high energy and it's got the screaming guitar solo in it. Um, you know, there were some bluesy songs, which, you know, was probably some of my you know, that's how I learned to play lead guitars is in a blues context, uh, like songs like Brothers. Uh, and there were some softer songs like Waiting that were more emotional and, and uh, more singer-songwriter oriented. So I think I was experimenting with my voice when I was writing Slipstream and just sort of learning how to be a songwriter and learning what I wanted to say to the world with my music. Um, probably be there was the most on brand for me from that uh, that album. You know, just a song about being present with the ones that you love, um, not being distracted, and you know, sort of adding to you know your emotional connection to those around you, as opposed to getting distracted by technology or you know a sports game or whatever you know was going on around you. Um, and so I, I tried for this this boundary layer. Uh, album uh, to be more mindful of, uh, you know, of, of that, that area in life that, um, that maybe I need to improve to make myself a better person, or maybe you know, observations that I make in the world that uh, create friction between people that is unnecessary and, and really you know, helps, uh, I guess, create some tension in the world that doesn't need to be there. And so this album, Boundary Layer uh, Evolution, I guess, for me, is, is about being able to deliver that, that message, you know, in a more clear fashion. So, you know, the song Boundary Layer, the title track uh, that just came out maybe three weeks ago, uh, is about overcoming boundaries in your life that the world puts on you that uh, or you put on yourself that are really not, um, they're not good for you. Uh, to, you know, to, to really feel the person that you're supposed to be or be the person that you're you're supposed to be, um, you know, boundaries like uh, maybe you're too small to play a sport or you're too, um, you know, you, you don't think like someone else. And so you can't be a part of a of a movement. Uh, maybe, um, you know, you're, um, you know, someone's expecting you to be 18 and a pop person as you're starting your music Career and like me, maybe you're 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 over the age of 18, you know, and you're starting your music career, you know, sort of later uh, in your life. Uh, A lot of boundaries that I've I've found that I've overcome myself personally, and I see others overcome. um, That you know, if you're just mindful of who you're supposed to be, and you become aware that a boundary is is artificial, it's it's you know it's created outside of you, um, and if you have determination, um, and if you have awareness, you know, you can overcome that. And so. Uh, you know, Boundary Layers is, is, is the title track, you know, uh, and it's delivering that, that message. You know, let's, let's make the world a better place. Let's not put boundaries on each other. And if people are putting boundaries on you, uh, be mindful of them and, and find a way to overcome them and achieve. Um, there are other songs on the album that have, you know, similar, um, you know, uh, message to them. Um, like the there was a single that I released right at the end of last year called Signal. about you know, being being mindful of, of the signal you're putting out in the world and being mindful of the signal other people is putting out and how it's affecting you. And, and um,
0: uh, you
1: know, I had some personal journeys, you know, from folks around me uh, that I was affecting in a way or they were affecting me in a way that I just wasn't aware of. I wasn't conscious of it. Um, and, and as I became more conscious of it, uh, I think I was able to improve my own you know personal interactions with people and also be mindful of uh, people around me who maybe weren't good for me that I needed to, to You know to talk about this issue or to, to limit my uh, the amount of time I was spending with them to, to not drive myself crazy um, So I think my evolution Kelly really has been all about um, You know learning to express myself in the songs that are on this album to have some fun along the way it's not all heavy it's uh you know got some poetry and some you know improving the world stuff but uh you know it's been a great journey for sure
0: well i think i just thought of an early 80s band to compare you to all right i'm 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 listening (laughs) Uh uh-oh this could be either good or okay do you remember a band called the romantics no i uh I can't say that okay, I do, but
1: I will have to go look them up now.
0: Okay, but you know that the two really good hits. Their first, What I Like About You, that was a little rowdier. What I Like About You, and then their follow-up, yeah. Talking in Your Sleep. All right, I'm going to have to go. Uh,
1: I think I uh I may have heard uh What I Like About You. Uh, oh, it's a classic. When you were singing it.
0: Yeah, What I Like
1: About You you keep me a warm head and I, yeah, I think that's how it goes,
0: right? I think exactly. Oh, you did a much better job yeah. of singing it than I did. <laughs> oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. That's I'll have to go check them out and see if there's some, some overlap there.
0: Do you like that fun rock and roll you can dance to?
1: Yeah, I, I love dancing. Uh, I love, uh, da- dancing just about all kinds of music, whether it's it's rock or um, I love to dance the country western music. Or um, when I was growing up, my mom uh, my mom forced all of the boys to learn uh, ballroom dancing uh, and square dancing and a bunch of other dancing that I hated at the time. But it actually is a great life skill. <laughs> uh, I enjoy dancing to just about everything.
0: Well, in Texas, do you have more formal events where? Say you have to show up and and do formal dances with women?
1: Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, uh, if you go out looking for it, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's more country and Western dancing in Texas probably than other parts of the country. And that is definitely, you know, a partner's dance. Um, I'd say, um, you know, uh, plenty of opportunity when you're, you know, at a wedding or at another event to you know to do more ballroom style dancing Uh, and there's lots of salsa dancing down here in the south Um, so if you really like that salsa beat there's lots of opportunity to salsa or jitterbug or whatever that you want to do to that Latin beat so uh, lots of opportunity out here but I think you you know you do have to go uh, out looking for it a little bit Uh, but you know definitely lots of opportunity
0: you know, I know there's still a lot of, you know, hipness in Texas, but, you know, compared to, say, the West Coast here, it just seems like you would hold on to a lot more tradition in Texas. Uh,
1: you know, I would say, uh, and I guess you're out in California, Kelly, is that right?
0: Uh, Washington State, just outside of Seattle. Washington State. Gotcha. Um,
1: uh, I'd say, um, you know, uh you know, we are, we're probably a little more conservative. So if you kind of, if you get into the center of Houston, you've got a lot more um, rap and EDM music style. You know, you've got a lot more creative people. When I go do singer songwriter nights out in that central Houston area, it's very eclectic and artistic. And so you pretty much get, you know, a very, um, you know, creative vibe to the city. Um, as you get away from the middle of Texas, of Houston in particular, uh, and you get out into the suburbs like Sugarland or Katy or Greatwood uh, or even, you know, Clear Lake, you, you know, it becomes very conservative. And so you get a lot more conservative values. Um, you know, you get a lot more, um, you know, everyone's friendly no matter where you are. So you, there's this friendliness that comes with being in Texas or being in the South. Uh, you know, people are friendly everywhere. Uh, but you do get a lot more of a conservative-leaning and it shifts really quickly, you know, when you get outside of the city. So, you know, you'll find, you know, different views on vaccinations and different views on politics and different views on economics. You know, uh, you know, when you get outside of uh, the core of Houston, you really uh, get to a very conservative part uh, of Texas. Uh, and I think that's true uh, in Austin. Also, Austin is very creative. And then you get outside of it, it becomes very conservative. Um, you know, I would say, you know, Dallas and Fort Worth and San Antonio maybe are, are more conservative by nature, even the internal portions of those cities. Um, but you get a lot more creativity in Houston and, and Austin, I think. Um, so probably more so. I, I, I do enjoy coming out to the West Coast, Kelly. I, I learned to play uh, lead lead blues guitar out in Ventura. Um, there's a, a workshop out there that's really awesome. It's called uh, Down at the Crossroads. And uh, you get to hang out surf in the morning and you get to play uh play blues lead or blues rock guitar uh, all day and all night uh and ventura has a really great vibe to it um and i do enjoy some of that west coast culture Um, it's a lot different than than here in houston for sure
0: have you ever played a gig in lukenbach
1: you know there's a song about lukenbach texas i think Uh, but i have not played in lukenbach I, i gotta put that on the list
0: Oh, no. What's the smallest, most conservative, just just little honky-tonk town in Texas you've ever played? Uh,
1: there's a, a, a small city in the north of Houston uh,
0: that's called
1: Humble. Uh, and it's very conservative. Um, and uh, there's a, a place called the 1886 Humble Backyard. And it's a really cool spot. This guy, Jason, uh, runs it. Um, and it's a great place to, to hang out. I did uh, a really cool singer songwriter Sunday afternoon there, and it was a lot of fun. I did it as a solo artist. It was it was
0: a ton of fun. Yes, and I and I believe the Lubbock, Texas song you're thinking of is by Waylon Jennings.
1: Ah, oh, there you go. And you got some great musical knowledge there, Kelly.
0: Oh, well, hey, even even in Seattle, we, we had access to country music when I was growing up.
1: Yeah, I I love all kinds of music, <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably say. Uh, I love, probably Garth Brooks is one of my favorite, uh, you know, country, maybe uh, Stapleton, Chris Stapleton. Uh, those are two two names that come to mind for my country, on my country music playlist.
0: Well, tell me, I know that country has incorporated so much rock and roll in the past couple of decades, but it seems like there are still some purists. So I'm just wondering there in Texas is there still a big divide between the rock world and the country music world.
1: Uh, you know, I'd say, you know, country uh, music um, has a, I don't know, maybe it's called, I think it's called red dirt uh, country music. Uh, it's kind of the, uh, maybe almost an overlap with Southern rock. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, sub in music these days that um, are, are different. You know, for me, I found the same, I had a problem, you know, what genre is my music in? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find it out. You know, Apple Music says I'm rock. Uh, Spotify says I'm, you know, uh, you know, maybe folk rock or pop rock. I'm not, I think, you know, am I, am I, you know, red dirt country? I don't know. Uh, I think everyone has so micro niched. I think there's a lot of um, friction, you know, or, you know, differences of opinion on where people are categorized and, you know, uh, probably a lot of these enormous streaming platforms and the algorithms that they run are forcing a lot of that categorization on everyone so they can deliver up. You know, meaningful music to the listeners, uh, but it makes it very difficult as an artist. So I would say there's probably not a whole lot of discord in Texas. If you show up to a country place and you bust out a guitar solo, uh, everybody's gonna love it. Um, so you're not gonna you know lose any anybody um, because the general in general you know the, the country folks are very uh, inclined to like that style of you know country rock. Um, that, you know, you might add a guitar solo to, uh, if you showed up to a, a, a hip hop place and busted out a guitar solo, maybe not so much, uh, that's not an instrument they like, but, uh, the country folks in Texas and the rock folks in Texas, uh, actually overlap quite a bit. And so I think there's, there's harmony here, but maybe not in, in the, in the greater world.
0: What's the closest you've ever come to recording a country song? You know, I, I did a,
1: a tribute to Kenny Rogers
0: when he passed,
1: um, and I, I put it out for only uh, people who were on my Instagram follower list um, uh, when he passed. And uh, so I covered – actually, I covered The Gambler, um, and that that was a fun song uh, to cover. Um, I've done a few other uh, – <laughs> Uh, there's a song by by Low Cash that I've done live before. It's called I Love This Life, um, you know. So I think that's another one that. Uh, and there's another one called uh, Humble and uh, Humble and Kind um, that uh, I've covered before, um, but I haven't done any any others necessarily, and uh, haven't thought about crossing over to country. You know, at least not yet. Um, <laughs> maybe there'll be a journey for that in the future. We'll
0: see. Well, you said your grandmother really turned you on to poetry, and you know it was a big influence on you. Did she also, you know, influence your music? Did she have the radio on in the background, and did that kind of seep into you?
1: I'd say, you know, probably not so much. You know, she wasn't really a big music person. Uh, she taught me to paint and to do art um, and and poetry, uh, but music wasn't necessarily her thing. I'd say. You know, my parents were pretty eclectic growing up, um, and so I listened to a whole variety of uh, um, different music. You know, that my parents listened to, um, but uh, probably as I was younger, my parents divorced, and so when I was in my teens, um, I was really more, you know, exposed to friends that my music was, my music, my friends were listening to, um, and music, you know, in other parts of my life, and I don't, I don't think I had a big strong music
0: influence um you know as i was growing up in that regard um so when you in were that. in high school what was your favorite band back then when you were a teenager uh yeah i'd say uh
1: you know i guess i've always been a fan of um uh of harmonies and you know songs uh maybe from different generations and so um you know, uh, and and I guess songs that make me feel. So I might have been, you know, a fan of um you know uh, you know Guns N' Roses maybe as an example because I, I get a lot of feeling out of many of their songs, right? Um and I love the way in which Axel and uh Slash, you know, play off of each other in the way the melodies work and the way the songs are constructed. Um uh, you know, uh I might have liked some, you know, more some older music like Crosby Stills and Nash because they have some great harmonies, you know, in there. Um uh, and I like, might might have liked some, some pop music, right? Um that you know was happening at the time. So I think I was a bit eclectic growing up. I don't know if that had a necessarily a favorite band. I, I sort of listened to all kinds of music. Um I would say, you know, as I as I started writing my own music and and, you know, covering music, I became probably a bit more selective about what was really connecting with me lyrically and emotionally. Um, and so I probably
0: tightened up, you know, my thoughts in that area later mm-hmm. in life. I like the harmony part. Uh, are you a fan of Peter, Paul, and Mary? <sighs> you know, I've heard
1: the name. I don't know that I could place a song. Um, I think, I, you know. Maybe my, my grandparents might have listened to that. I don't know. Good, good question. I have to look that up.
0: We'll see through each of these questions. I'm, I'm narrowing down your age. Seeing what your frame of reference is. I'll, I'll, I'll get to your age by the end of this. I know I will. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I know a lot of creative people have a side job to support their art you know i mean everyone does you know the actor who's a, you know a food server or you know you know what whatever, whatever you can do to support your art and you know get to rehearsals but with you i mean you, you have much more than just a, a a fallback job i mean you have degrees in aerospace aeronautical uh astro in, uh, engineering what the heck is astronautical engineering, by the way? Uh, so, uh,
1: so my uh, my degree is uh, uh, in aerospace engineering, um, and so uh, uh, for me that is the study of uh, computational fluid dynamics and um, like airflow across surfaces like wings or rotor blades for airplanes, that sort of thing. Um, so uh, I designed helicopters and um, jets and built simulators for, um, for uh, the, the military. Uh, um, and uh, I learned uh, that I wasn't necessarily uh, the best guy to be a lifetime engineer. I love math and science. Uh, but I love people and innovation, and so I, I quickly uh, branched away from that and into, um, um, you know, uh, healthcare and startup uh, entrepreneurial life. Um, and so I've had a lot of experience starting and growing companies. Uh, and today, um, you know, I, I do mentor companies that are early stage in startup. Uh, it's one of my uh, giving back to the community um, missions. Uh, so I, I volunteer some time there. I volunteer some time, you know, in other areas to help mentor. Uh, I do have a side hustle uh, in in uh, I do some light consulting in that area as well. Uh, but my wife's a nurse uh, so she has a real job and
0: uh, uh, is
1: very benevolent in allowing me to, to pursue my music.
0: Mm-hmm. So I know that The worst thing like a parent can hear is their kids say, I don't want to go to college. I want to start a rock band. And then they say, well, you know, get, get your backup college degree and then you can do the rock band. So it sounds like you, you actually, you know, did the thing that the parents wish their kids do is got a marketable degree and something to fall back on. But at what point, do you lose a little bit of your artistic hunger you think well i can go the conventional route i can you know get the corporate job and that's that's very comfortable how do you not get lured into that and say no i i want to do music i want to go on the road i want to play with a band you know did you ever ever have trouble reconciling those two
1: yeah you know kelly i i, I uh you know uh, music has always moved me, but it, I, I was sort of, you know, maybe Shark Tank guy earlier uh, in my life coming out of school and so you know, very business minded. Um, I had an artistic side, but I didn't really let it out because it sort of interfered with my business, like like you said. Uh, and so, uh, as a matter of fact, I wrote a song that's about this journey. Um, you know, so for me, uh, I pursued business for a while and I, I noticed that my my artistic expression was not uh, what I wanted it to be, and uh, I wasn't fulfilling that part of my my personality. Um, and so, in 2011, that's you know, when I started a musical journey. Uh, that's when I joined, uh, helped, uh, I guess, a friend of mine, and I started a local cover band. And I really learned music, learned to sing, learned to play, uh, learned to be in a band. Um, and and throughout the journey of the last 10 years, you know, i I've, I've transformed um you know uh in a lot of ways to embrace more of the creative side of my personality um and so uh you know i wrote a song called red uh with a period uh about this journey i got a box of pictures uh from my dad from when i was a kid and i was looking through the pictures and second day i was looking through them I, i i saw i sort of noticed that my my shirts were red in the picture Uh, You know, had uh, red sneakers. Uh, There was a red Lamborghini on the wall in my room. There was a, you know, a pretty hot girl in a red bikini on the wall. Uh, It was red everywhere. And uh, you know, I, 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 you know, sort of took note of it, but I didn't, you know, take the next step until a couple of days later. I walked in my closet and I'm looking at my closet and I'm going, you know, I wonder what I had that's red. I'm going to wear something red today, right? Um, And I looked in my closet and there was no, there was nothing. (laughs) it was blues and grays and black. I'm like,
0: what, what,
1: where did the red go? Right. Uh, and it was like my personal journey. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, at that point, um, you know, I really felt the need to write a song to express myself, uh, about where, where do I go to get the red back? Um, right. Um, and, uh, and, and so I, I guess, uh, that was part of my journey to, to step step in more fully to my artistic self.
0: Well, it sounds like you're not one of these people that glamorizes the starving artist.
1: I think you need to be able to make your way in the world, and I think if you work hard um, and you're mindful of earning a living for yourself, um, you know, then you're being responsible. I think the starving artist, to me you know, is in touch maybe with some emotions that if you can express them and if those emotions expressed help other people in a journey, then I admire that. And I think you're helping people by putting yourself in that state. Um, But, you know, I don't think – I don't necessarily glamorize it for sure, Kelly. I I think it's – it's I think we all need to be responsible for our own health and well-being. And part of that is is earning a proper living for yourself, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any kids?
1: I do. I have a daughter and I have a son.
0: So if they came to you and said, Dad, I don't want to go to college. I want to go on the road with a band for five years until we strike it big, what would you say to them? Well, I guess my first
1: thought is, is, uh, you know, is is someone happy and are they healthy and, you know, is the band good for them, right? If the people that they're going on the road to pursue their dream is, you know, if they're good people, um, great. Um, If they're, you know, not good for them, right, or they're putting themselves in a situation that's not going to be good for them, then um, I would be concerned for their, you know, welfare, just like if they were going into any other circumstance that wasn't good for them. Uh, I do think people need to be mindful of how to earn a living for themselves. And so I think uh, everybody needs to have a job when they're growing up in some way, earn a living and and learn to respect, to earn a living. And I think, uh, you know, if your kids have those skills, then ultimately, you know, if they go on the road for five years and come back and didn't make it, then they have, they know the skills and the hard work, you know, to go out and earn a living for themselves because they they understand what that means. Uh, If they did make it and they're happy, great. Um, I think they pursued a dream and, and uh, that's awesome.
0: See, I think what would be tough for them is which side of you to rebel against. Cause you know, all, all kids want to eventually rebel against their parents for a little while, but you got like the conventional side of you. They could re- rebel against the engineer side, the mainstream, responsible you, but then, uh, you know, the rock and roll part of you. See that—that's their quandary. Because if they did the rock and roll side <laughs> to rebel, that would still kind of be agreeing with you.
1: Yeah, I'd say you know, uh, you know, I think we raise our kids in spite of ourselves, Kelly. Right? Uh, so you know, uh, kids are going to rebel. Um, they're going to find, have to find themselves, and, and part of finding themselves is is rebelling. And I think if you, if you keep your communications lines open regardless of whether they're rebelling against the conservative you or the artistic you, uh, you know, if you've got a good relationship, you can actually talk with them. And, and you guys, and so long as you're communicating during those periods of rebellion, whether you're rebelling or they're rebelling, uh, as long as you're communicating, I think uh, that's the key. um, And you'll find your way together.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, do you think music is a really good way to the bridge, the generation gap and not just with your kids, but, you know, do their friends ever come over and see, you know, you playing the guitar or whatever and thinking, oh, this is so cool. You know, I want to get into this.
1: I definitely think there's a an overlap um, that music sort of connects with all generations. And so, uh, you know, I find myself, you know, including my kids' friends, you know, sometimes they will come in and, and sing with us or sometimes my kids will sing with me um you know so there's definitely more of an overlap um generationally because it's more of a public thing that you're doing it's not like you're being an engineer for a company somewhere else you're doing something that everyone can relate to and have an opinion about um so i definitely think it's a great icebreaker and, and way in which to connect mm-hmm. with people across generations yeah
0: excellent well i've got uh One more big question before we wrap up, but uh, until we get into that, I just want to make sure that people know where to find you online, buy your music, and if you're touring or doing live shows, uh, where they can see you live coming up. Super. Uh, Well,
1: Kelly, uh, I'll start with the live performance. I have an album release show coming up March 25th. It's in the southwest part of Houston. Uh, It's uh, at a place called Scotty Saloon. It's a really nice, uh performance venue out here in, in Houston. Um and then I've got a tour that's going to run up into the north north Texas in May and I have a tour running the Gulf Coast that's uh that's coming in uh in June. Uh so I should be able to, to get out and, and meet folks in person uh you know over the next few months. Um you can find me online uh at markwintersmusic.com uh or under uh at Markwintersmusic on any social media platform. Uh, In addition to my music, uh, I like to write haikus. Uh, Sometimes I put them in a musical context, so I I share those out in my social media, uh, as well as uh, some cover songs and some commentary on life. Uh, uh, So it's a a party, and I'd love to have folks, you know, join me. Probably uh, Instagram is where I have, you know, most most folks uh, that connect with me, uh, but I have a new TikTok uh, that I just started, and and I'm also on on, uh, Facebook and YouTube.
0: Oh, my goodness. What do your kids think of you being on TikTok?
1: Uh, You know, they suggested it. Um, You know, I think uh, for me, I'm just learning Uh, TikTok. I I just learned Reels on Instagram, and I'm learning how to to be more video-oriented. That's a new journey for me, and it's fun. Um, And I think they enjoy what I'm doing. Um, And uh, their friends send them TikToks of me or Instagram Reels of me and say, hey, is this your dad? (laughs) <laughs> it's kind
0: of cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's a good lead into our final topic here. And it, it's basically you with your technical background, engineering, you know, more on the science side meeting, you know, the artistic music side. In fact, a little quote on your site, you, you know, you talk about how you balance your right brain creativity, your analytical left brain You know, and and it's really interesting to see right now just out there in the music industry, how are artists using technology? You know, it's obvious, you know, you're on Spotify, you've got ways to use technology to get the music to people. But there's so much more even, you know, how people are using, you know, Bitcoin to buy it and how they're using blockchain, you know, in their digital files and you know, the recording studio experience. So I'm just wondering for you, the scientific side of you, what is exciting you the most technically in the music industry right now?
1: Uh, So I'd say two things. Uh, One, uh, yeah, I just started uh, live streaming. I've done some experimental live streams. I just started live streaming on a new platform called Sessions. Uh, It's a musician-only live stream format. Uh, and I'm starting to stream on Twitch TV. Very, uh, those are very technical things. You have to kind of figure a lot of technical hoops out, uh, but they're great uh, new technology, and I, and I love that it's, it's becoming more of the mainstream. Uh, I, I miss the in-person part of that, uh, but it's a great way to connect with people live. Um, and then NFTs, I'm experimenting with those, and I'll have some NFTs uh, for my music project coming during my album release party. Uh, and so I think that's a, a new, new area that's exciting for artists
0: as well. So your startup consulting side of you, your Shark Tank side of you, you know, wearing your innovator's hat right now, looking at the music industry, what would you like to see created out there to help promote your music? Um,
1: You know, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's difficult for uh, people who are um, starting out uh, you know, there's not really a label resource anymore. You know, it used to be, um, you know, you'd connect with a label and you'd get on, there were small labels, medium and large labels, and you could sort of get going. As I understand the industry, you know, just through readings. Um, you know, today, uh, it's very much a DIY space for people who are, you know, not able to put a thousand people in an arena somewhere. Um, so, you know, monetization of a music project is very difficult. Right. You have to have a side hustle that's, that's sort of funding the bills until you get to a point where you can perform live and recoup your expenses. And and uh, that's the model today. Um, streaming doesn't earn enough. Um, you know, NFTs don't earn enough. Um, you know, in, there's only really not other avenues that I'm aware of for musicians to monetize and, and, and earn a living for themselves uh, besides the live performance circuit. And COVID obviously has been very impactful in that area. Uh, so I'm excited to see that shift. You know, I think some of the streaming platforms and monetization that that are available there will help fans connect better with artists, you know, in a live, interactive environment, uh, and it will also help support, you know, the artists. Um, I think NFTs and some other things may help as well with um, you know, with royalties and rights, but I I just don't I, I don't think that that will be the you know, the the helper for those small to to medium-sized artists. I think there'll be more of this streaming environment that will be helpful.
0: And since you do have this strong analytical left brain, and I'm sure people around you figure that out pretty fast, what's the kind of advice and help other musicians come to you for? Like, what are you known for? Like, well, you know, Mark can figure this out for us. Uh,
1: you know, I'd say, uh, you know, uh, you know, people ask me from time to time, uh, how I, you know, how I do promotions or how I manage social media or, or how I manage a live stream environment. Uh, so I do get some of those questions. Uh, my project's not big enough yet that I have a lot more experience, uh, you know, than, you know, regional touring and, and, you know, and promotions. I'm only, you know, two or three years into this. Uh, but definitely when there's a, a technical piece, you know, I'll get some question or or a digital marketing piece Maybe I'll get some question in that regard
0: Okay, and to wrap up I'm going to make you the official Goodwill ambassador for Sugar Land Texas. I'm so intrigued by your town. So for all those people who are going to flock to the town now Knowing that it you're going to help put it on the map with your music uh, what would you say they have to go to your favorite restaurant, your favorite site? How should we experience Sugarland, Texas, when we all descend upon your town? Uh, you
1: know, Sugarland has a lot of great outdoor parks and community spaces. Uh, as you mentioned, we're very fit, uh, so I think uh, taking in uh, you know, whether it's a dog park if you like dogs, or taking in. You know, more of a public park or a bike riding space It's a great way to enjoy the city. There's some great local restaurants here that I think people might enjoy as well. Uh, you know, some uh, great venues uh, for, for live music, like Scotty's, as I mentioned. Um, so I think there's a lot of great things to do here, whether you like to eat or get out in the world and, and exercise or meet people. There's a lot of great places to connect here in Sugar Land.
0: Do you like have a sugar-themed restaurant?
1: <laughs> uh, not that I'm aware of.
0: Um, Maybe a sugar museum. Uh,
1: there, there, uh, there, are some, there is a museum that's related to uh, the you know the Imperial Sugar Factory and, and sort of the history of Sugarland. And there's some good artwork around City Hall and uh, a bit of a walking tour you can take to City Hall with some of that history in it.
0: Well, excellent. Well, I'll have to visit there before it gets so crowded since it's such a fast-growing, popular city. Hey, I've uh, really enjoyed talking to you. For everyone, uh, this is Mark Winters. He sings. He often plays with the band, the Jetliners. He's got a new album coming out next month called Boundary Layer. You can hear the current single, also called Boundary Layer, online, especially on that YouTube channel where you can check out a lot of his previous songs and if you like hashtags remember hashtag rock with a positive vibe because that's what he's all about mark winters um, you really do have a positive vibe and i really wish you much success with boundary layer
1: kelly thank you so much it's been great talking with you and i'll have to visit you out in washington state sometime